All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Hello. Let's start with the Vancouver Police Department report on social services spending in the city of Vancouver. This one has really blown up here in the last 48 hours. So the headline out of this report, $5 billion being spent every year in the city, $14 million a day. And then people started pulling the report apart. You know, you have others, other analysts have saying, wait a sec, you've got stuff in here that shouldn't, well, shouldn't really be counted. I mean, they've included the Burnaby Search and Rescue um, charity <laughs> as revenue to support the Vancouver safety net, uh, some horse farms. I mean, they, what they did is they the authors included the old age pension benefits yeah. and, and Canadian pension plan, EI, Along with one and a half, that's that's one and a half billion dollars. Another one point four billion dollars of that five billion is charities. Yes, um, most of which are province-wide or Metro Vancouver, not Vancouver's center. They may, they may have offices in Vancouver, but they're spending money everywhere. Yeah. And charity isn't necessarily a safety net because charities and they include gaming grants, and these things go to curling clubs and yeah. little league baseball. Parent advisory committees in schools. I mean, this is not the classic safety net. So you can tear this report apart. However, it has succeeded in one thing, and that's drawing attention to the fact that there is a safety net, a, a significant safety net in uh, in Vancouver. And people have focused in on the downtown east side. This is not a report about the downtown east side. Yeah. This is about Vancouver. However, uh, there is references to the downtown east side in terms of one, one um, area code or one uh, postal code having a disproportionate amount of money, and that's the downtown Eastside Postal Code uh, money being spent down there. So they've, they've, it's brought attention to a, a serious problem, and you've got uh, people talking about it in a way they haven't talked about it before. Right, and one of the criticisms of it is, well, this was a, a political attempt by the Vancouver Police Department to put influence and pressure on a, a new mayor that has just been sworn in, a new premier who's going to be sworn in next month to increase police spending and increase our well, budget Well, Ken here. Sim, the, the new mayor has rejected it, saying yeah. it's, it's misleading. Uh, Mike Farmer, the public safety minister, says uh, they should get their money back because it's a deeply flawed report. How much did they spend on the report? I think 160000 or something? $160,000. Oh, like okay. Now, they, the authors did a similar report in Edmonton yeah. uh, for the police there that remarkably came to the same conclusions. Um, but uh, Ken Simmons promised 100 new officers. Right. So that was before this report was released. The report actually, I received it a couple of days ago. The original report was uh, dated last March, mm. uh, March 2022. Uh, so it's been sitting around. The one that's now come out with all the shiny graphics and all that stuff is is not really the meat of the report. It's the March one, which shows you the methodology, which shows you how much charity money is in this thing and how much pension money. Okay, the police department being accused of playing politics here and trying to pressure politicians and, and public sentiment in their favor to get more money. Now, you know, here's here's Adam Palmer, the chief of the Vancouver Police Department, at the news conference yesterday, sort of pushing back these accusations that the cops should stay in their own lane and shouldn't be talking about this kind of stuff because it's politics. Here's what he had to say that to that accusation, then I'll get your thoughts. Why are you looking at mental health? And why are you looking at the opioid crisis? And why are you looking at the downtown east side and the lack of coordination in all the systems? The reason is because we've got the best view of it of anybody. And we talk to people on the street every single day. I thought he made a good point there. The police yeah. are on the front line of all uh, these issues. I don't doubt that statement at all. I mean, th- yeah. those are those are good points. But I mean, you could have done made those same points without dressing up this report with all sorts of 
bells and whistles that really don't have much to do with anything. I think if they had done a more focused report on spending in the downtown east side, which I think everyone can agree, if they came up with reports getting worse, yeah, if they came report and said we're spending half a billion dollars in the downtown east side, um, that would catch a lot of people's attention. Yeah, and and I think when you drill down on this report. That is something that is happening uh, right. in terms of the money that's flowing into some of these agencies. There's an enormous amount of money. There's not. There are audits being done of these groups, but there's not an overall, to my knowledge, an overall audit of the entire situation. But right. uh, I think that's going to change in the in the months ahead. Yeah, there's a lack of transparency there. I mean, even the people who were writing this report yesterday admitted that there are holes in the data here because they couldn't get, they couldn't get a, a full and accurate picture yeah. of how much is being spent in the in the neighborhoods. Yeah, so, no. When you got that much money going through various agencies and cross agencies, uh, yeah, you need to have transparency. And accountability. Okay, David Eby set to be sworn in as premier one week from tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And isn't this interesting what he has said here now in this exclusive interview with Global News? Speaking about this precise issue, this precise challenge in the downtown east side, and he says he wants to fix it. He wants to step in here and clean this up. Here's what he had to say. I'll get your thoughts. Here's Eby. I mean, I've not seen it look worse, uh, and I've not seen a worse situation for people than right now. Uh, so I think that what we're going to need to do as a province is bottom line what's happening down there. It's well beyond what the city can handle on its own. Your thoughts? Well, it sounds like he wants the government, to, the provincial government, to take over the entire management uh, and cleanup of the downtown east side. He also says in that interview with Richard Zussman, he talked about how he's against encampments. He yeah. wants to get rid of encampments. What does that mean? Easier said than done, yeah. one would think. Uh, is where are you supposed to put people? I mean, there's no well, there's no housing available. Do you build a new facility? Kevin Falcons talked about reestablishing a Riverview like facility. No. Um, other politicians are talking about that too. You know, you can't build, you can't build that overnight. No, and again, I don't think there's an overnight fix here. But uh, it's interesting. He wants to take over the management and the solution of the downtown east side problem. The problem with that, risky, is he wants 100% control. That means you get 100% of the blame uh, for the deteriorating situation. On the other hand, if it suddenly works out and, and he finds a magic solution here, he gets 100% of the credit. I, just, I suspect a mess that no one's able to clean up. Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim might be quite happy to oh, hand this thing off. Here to you him. go. Yeah, sure, you fix it. You fix it. <laughs> you ahead. take it. You you spend the money that's required. Yeah. But it's not an easy fix. I mean, it's amazing the scenes down there. We run them on the news hour every night. This the, the oh, yeah. street uh, scenes is. And you and I have talked before. I I used to live down there as a student, and it was completely different. Even though it was a uh, the most impoverished district when I lived there. It wasn't the grinding poverty and homelessness and drug use that you see now. But Evie's taking this on, wish him luck. But boy, that's a that's a tough hill to climb. Do you think he sets himself up here for a potential failure? Like I remember when it kind of reminded me a bit yesterday of when Gregor Robertson was sworn in as the mayor of Vancouver, and he said he wanted to end, end homelessness, homelessness in yes. the in the city. It spectacularly failed to do that, and. With this one, you know, you got EB coming in saying, "Oh, well, I'm going to take over and, and fix this in the downtown east side. Yeah, really? Well, he's yeah. going to be met with open arms by um, Ken Sim and Adam Palmer, who would love to see one uh, one agency or one person, a czar, come in there and call all the shots and um, and take the steps that are necessary. But it's going to be very interesting how to get rid of all those people on the street. Right. And, I mean, if he wants to get rid of that encampment, I, I take your point, like maybe he's hinted in the past about maybe we build another institution, but in the shorter term, there have been some people calling for like a permanent 
tent city somewhere in the mm-hmm. city and move people out of that out of Hastings Street. I wonder if some that's American cities have tried that, and over time, it's just been abysmal failures. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not sure what the solution who's is. Gonna, who's going to be his cabinet minister? Gets the short straw. In this yeah, one. I've I've talked to a couple of them saying, I don't know if I don't get that file. <laughs> That's a tough yeah. file. So his cabinet's uh, swearing in his cabinet December seventh, um, which will be um, a few weeks after he's sworn in as premier. And one of the big guessing games around the building here is who's going to be in the cabinet. Are there going to be many changes, or are there going to be and are there going to be some new faces? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, real quickly, uh, Pierre Polyev. I, I thought it was very interesting his visit to Vancouver. He had a news conference uh, the other day, and he's been kind of staying away from the media. So it was interesting mm-hmm. to hear him do a news conference. And he was asked about. I thought this was interesting. He he was asked about Alberta passing the Alberta Sovereignty Act, mm-hmm. vowing saying that we're not going to enforce federal laws that go counter to Alberta's interests. Saskatchewan has uh, brought in a similar bill. He was asked about these provinces now saying, we're not going to enforce federal government law. Here's what he had to say about it. Whether it's his, his carbon tax, which he's imposing on the provinces against their will, or it's his attack on our energy and resource sector, or it's his obsession with going after law-abiding, vetted, trained um, firearms owners, duck hunters, sports shooters. He constantly attacks provinces. Okay, so basically going after Trudeau there, saying, yeah, these provinces are getting their backs up because Trudeau has not been fair to them, but I will. What do well, you think? I mean, Poliev, not, no surprise, uh, to, almost to every question, uses the question to attack, attack Trudeau. Trudeau. I mean, that's that's all fair in politics, but uh, it'll be interesting. I'm not, I mean, it's a long, we're a long way from Pierre Poli of being in the Prime Minister's office. You know, he calls himself a Prime Minister in waiting. Well, we'll see. Um, and it remains to be seen what relationship any Prime Minister is going to have down the road with Danielle Smith and Scott Moe when they start talking about provincial yeah. sovereignty. Yeah. Hey, phone lines are open 604 280 star 9898 on your cell. Rob and Chilliwack. Hi, Rob. Hi, good morning, guys. Hey, I just want to say, uh, and I, I think I've told you this before, Mike, as the parent, my son is a police officer, and uh, I will tell you what goes on. Uh, the police chief has 100% right to weigh in on this. They, police officers are demoralized, catch and release, and what's happening there, I, I don't care what anyone says, but I will guarantee you dollars to donuts, all that contributes to the crime in downtown, to all that all, I watched that, that uh, movie the other day on YouTube uh, with Aaron Gunn. I think he directed it. Vancouver yeah. is dying. I watched yeah, we'll that. Yeah, we'll be talking and, about that video later in the show, oh, okay. by the way. Go, and, yeah. but, but, okay, but all that, all that, what happens on that downtown east side, they're getting, they, the crime is rampant. All these business owners, I'm sorry, but he had 100%, whether they, people disagree with me or not, the police chief has 100% to weigh in on that because they are okay. one of the biggest factors. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, sure. He has absolute right to weigh in on this. I mean, Vancouver Police... Is, doesn't oh, give him the right to put out a, a report, though, that's no. misleading. I mean, I, I think they got used a bit here by, by this report. Um, but, you know, people are talking about crime in Vancouver, and they've been talking about crime for some time. This report, I mean, when you start dissecting the methodology, I'm not sure that's as of importance to people as the fact that what they're seeing played out on a daily basis on their streets and businesses who have their windows broken constantly, uh, graffiti. You know, uh, Kristen Robinson, our, our station, has done all these stories in Chinatown. Just sure. the, the, the 
deterioration of quality of life in the city is documented. So this report sh- shines a light on it. It may not be the most accurate report, and it's not the most accurate report, but it does have it has accomplished one of the chief tasks which are people are talking about this in the well, right. action. And in that regard, it may be mission accomplished for yeah. the Vancouver yeah, Police it Department. Could very well be. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne in Richmond, hi. Hey Wayne. Orientation of uh Gregor, uh, I mean of um our new Premier, uh, I look back David and I Eby. saw that Gregor Robinson's been uh, mayor since 2008. If if Eby had any ideas whatsoever, he had unimpeded access to the people in power. He's come up with nothing, and I think him taking over now is going to bring nothing more than a bigger black hole for taxpayer money into the city of Vancouver. Okay, well we'll see what we'll see what happens here. Well, he's raised the stakes. David Eby's raised the stakes by saying he's going to take ownership of this problem, which has been an unsolvable problem through a series of political parties and city hall administrations. Things are getting worse; they're not getting better. But you know, we'll see if the new approach works. Well, this is a guy who said famously that he wanted to put out the dumpster fire over at ICBC when it was losing a billion bucks a year. And a lot of people doubted he was able to do that, but he was able to do that. So he fixed ICBC through some controversial... Through no-fault insurance, which some people don't like. Yeah, some people don't like, but nevertheless, the ICBC bottom line has never been as healthy as it is now. So does that show that he, he is willing to take some aggressive action? Uh, yeah, on, I think files. I think Eby will surprise people and do things yeah. that were unexpected of him because I think people look at his past as an activist lawyer. I'm not sure that's necessarily going to translate into his performance as premier. James in White Rock. Hi, James. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Keith kind of touched on it, but in all of this, you don't hear a single thing to help support the businesses and the people that live down there that are constantly put in a situation where they're always unsafe in the places where they chose to live. Mm-hmm. And this is to no fault of their own, but you don't ever hear the city or the province saying, we're going to clear your entryways. We're going to make sure that there aren't people with knives and guns at your front door shooting up in front of your alleyways, making sure that your customers won't come in, you lose business and your property taxes, which increase every year to pay into this, actually do something for them. You don't hear anything about the middle class from any politician on anything that they say anymore and it's really annoying and it's about time that they start to focus on the fact that there are people down there that are at risk that aren't just the homeless that are at risk as a result of the homeless and they have to do something about it thank they you for, the, thanks for them that. too thanks well, for the and we'll see if that's part of eb's uh, rescue plan here um but caller is absolutely right we've done lots of stories on on global about business owners um, and residents being threatened um, being assaulted, being attacked, and having their businesses attacked as well. It's, I mean, I've got friends and family members who have been attacked on the downtown east side because through no fault of their own because that ha- happens to be where they work. But we'll see what EB's solution is. Josh in Vancouver. Hi, Josh. Go ahead. Hey, uh, I think just to make a long story short on this police report thing, I think all they're trying to get at is there's tons of money being pumped into the downtown east side for things like, say, humanitarian aid. But don't get it twisted. There's a lot of criminals down there. Like, not everybody is out there stealing a loaf of bread to eat. There are people out there taking crazy drugs and attacking and, in some cases, murdering people. So it's very frustrating, I would think, for the police to to just not have the funding and not have the, the money to be able to actually handle that part of their job. It's got to be it's got to be very difficult. For there's them. definitely a criminal element down there, no question. I remember a few years ago, Vancouver Police tipped us off and other media outlets that there was going to be a major drug swoop. And sure enough, they just walked through the uh, Maine and Hastings area and arrested people en masse, all of them drug dealers, and all on camera. 
So, and I don't think that situation's changed much since then. That was like five years ago.